0: 11 Friends don't lie. Stop it, you're freaking her out He's freaking me out The Upside Down
1: Do you understand what he's talking about? No I've
0: got a chocolate buddy! Oh God, please tell me it's not the kid I need you to die! Warnings are for coffee and contemplation
2: Holy shit Welcome back! My name is Chris. I'm Andy. And I'm Steve. And this is Streaming Things, the number one Stranger Things podcast in the universe. Numero uno. Mm-hmm. And in Milky the top Way 20 of all TV and film podcasts on Spotify currently. Whoop whoop. And How fucking cool is that? So cool! Because we weren't even cracking Spotify's at all.
3: We only had one listener on Spotify for a long ass time. Hi Enza. Enza.
1: <laughs> if being in the top twenty on Spotify is cool,
2: consider and us Miles Davis, and we're it's like seventy-seven percent of our listeners come from iTunes, so that's saying something mm-hmm. that we're cracking that in Spotify too. So, oh yeah, all is to say we're very, very pleased. We hope it continues, and we've got some big plans. More than uh, that, we're grateful. Yeah, absolutely. No, I wouldn't say more. I'd say no. I definitely hope it continues At more than I am grateful. More grateful. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah for sure super grateful uh and yeah hopefully we can keep it going post stranger things because we got a lot of other things that we like talking about that we want to talk about uh and we're gonna show that and off. we're gonna talk about oh yeah oh yeah right we'll be there even if if if, if a podcast podcasts and no one's listening does it Make a sound. The question, the real, the sub answer to that, or sub question to that is,
1: but is that podcast Stranger Things or streaming things? Mm-hmm. What's the name of her show? I'm Sorry, so guys. confused right now. Yeah, I mean, we don't want if need if a to- podcast. Po- podcast. Nobody's there to listen. Uh-huh. Is it really a podcast? Uh-huh. We don't know yet because the sub answer, sub question is, is that podcast streaming things? If the answer to that is yes, this is an if but question. Counterpoint
3: <laughs> How many pods could a podcast cast if a podcast couldn't cast pods if they were streaming things? Right, listener? Yeah, you all get
2: it. Anyone we're that's <laughs> still listening, we are again even more grateful to you. Thank you all for tuning in today. We got a very special episode, we'll get to that here in a moment. First off, as you're aware. Please continue to email streamingthingspod at gmail.com. That's streamingthingspod at gmail.com. Love you can, them emails. Yeah. You can, <laughs> yeah, queen You can follow <laughs> us on Twitter at Stream Pod. You can follow me on Twitter at Movies R Therapy, the letter R like toys are us. At Andy Most Days. That's Andy. At Steve May 13. That's Steve. And the podcast is on Twitter at Stream If I hadn't said that yet, did, did you, I say that? I, I believe you have. So the podcast is on Twitter at StreamThingPod. It is. Okay. <laughs> you can subscribe to our Patreon at <laughs> patreon.com slash streaming things. That's patreon.com slash streaming things. And subscribe to the show in a variety of tiers and get some rewards. Uh, we're currently thinking about adding some rewards. So it might be a good time to get in the grassroots movement right? Yeah, the Um, step on me daddy. I'm once again asking you to please be a part of the grassroots movement. Thank you, Bernie. Oh my god, I didn't know you were stopping in today. I'm all about the people and the power that they have
3: and I hope you join them in this effort to make streaming things better.
2: Thank you so much, Bernie Sanders. I'm going
3: to get back on the public transit because I do not own a car.
2: that's a very admirable of you and difficult where we live. I mean, typically everybody has a car around. I love he that a dude. Scooter. Bye Bernie. <laughs> Goodbye. So, so anyway, he's do a, I get a nice Ruben? <laughs> he's a huge supporter of the show. Not a subscriber to the Patreon, but we understand. We understand. He's, he's fighting a fight. He's, yeah, yeah. You he's, would
1: think though, crowdfunding, he'd be all about it, but
2: yeah, he's not all with about his own it. money.
1: No. <laughs> <laughs> he's another one of those goddamn politicians that does not put his money where his mouth is.
3: <laughs> that's why he's. Wouldn't he's, you shit a brick if like tomorrow we get a notification from patreon that's like bernie sanders supports streaming things i'll be like my dude i would
2: i'd be eagerly awaiting his comment on the thing uh be very curious what he thinks of that movie it's a classic i love it it's a it's an allegory for
3: how we shouldn't trust corporate america is it yep (laughs) is it that's the Uh, thing
2: (laughs) So today, what we're going to be discussing, we just finished watching the movie. Uh, So as you all know, The Thing is what won the Patreon poll. So that episode should be live soon on our Patreon. Uh, It's already live, my friend. It's out there. So you can listen to our breakdown of 1982's The Thing. But a few people were sad that we didn't get to watch 1983's
0: (laughs) War Games!
2: (laughs) (laughs) I thought it was coming. I got scared. Uh, And so we decided, you know what? We're going to watch that, too. And we'll put it on the main feed because War Games was. (laughs) I don't know when you're going to do it. I
3: I have that clip on us on my soundboard listeners. I'm just hovering my finger over it just to fuck (laughs) with Chris.
2: I have the power to have William Regal yell War Games at any moment. So War Games was one of the biggest. Egos that we missed watching the volume one of Stranger Things Four. Huge influence on a couple of the scenes in the first seven episodes of season four. Uh and uh Andy had seen it, but only as a child and yes. Steve and I had never seen long, the film. So we missed that ego a lot. We got how many emails do you think we got uh about oh, the war up, games egos? Upwards of thirty, more than thirty, I would yeah, yeah just specifically about the war games yeah. so, and
3: everyone was so nice they're like I don't know if you guys missed it but it's this and it's like yeah we definitely missed it we have
2: yeah. one or two you stupid fucks <laughs> <laughs> how fucking dare you Just weird of Steve's mom to just talk I to know, us that right? way I didn't even know she we, listened to the we show the
1: thank you mom fucking <laughs> Patreon tier for her Yeah, she signed her she email talking from shit.
2: <laughs> yeah not love <laughs> from formerly Steve's mom yeah, she no longer <laughs> claims you she me. after your war games screw up so we decided, you know what? Screw it. We're gonna watch it too. So that's what we did. That's what today's episode's about. We're gonna be breaking down scene by scene ish the movie War Games. War Games, from 1983, <laughs> uh, and uh, and having a good old good old gas of a time about it. So, like, I, uh, before we do that though, because it is technically a Stranger Things episode, because this is a Stranger Things influenced movie, we got to do our Stranger Things Mad Libs. Oh my god, I'm not ready. Oh my God, I
3: didn't study. (laughs) Whether you're ready or not, it's happening. It's happening, guys. Are you ready for this week's Mad Libs, which is entitled, or which is just titled. It's Mm -hmm. not entitled to anything. Yeah. But it's it's (laughs) titled Mad Max. Ooh. All right. ready. Who's going first? I'll go first. All right. I need from you, Chris, a plural noun. Plural noun. Butterflies. Okay. Butterflies. Person in the room. Severus Snape. There's a statue. It counts. It counts. And we, as we know, statues are people. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Celebrity. Tilda Swinton. Adjective. Spicy.
1: Number two. Adjective. Salty. Noun. Dog. Is that because Miss Penny's chewing on something (laughs) over there? She's going hard on that foot, my dude. Oh, that's her foot? Yeah. Oh my goodness. (laughs) Miss Penny, do you taste good?
3: You taste delicious. Are you salty? Puppy pedicure. Uh, I need a place Phone booth One of these days I'm waiting for you guys to say Asgard for that prompt And I'm going to say Asgard is a people not a place (laughs) Adjective Tarnished Noun Cucumber Animal Dang that sucks Mm. (laughs) You you already used dog (laughs) Hamster Adjective Cumbersome Article of clothing plural Jackets Vehicle Flying saucer Coming in hot with a flying saucer. I love it. Now. Built by Blair. (laughs) I would really like to come in now. (laughs) I built this saucer under the shed. I've been out here for a day and a half to three days. I tore apart the other flying vehicle in order to make this flying vehicle. (laughs) The tractor is fine. I didn't do anything to it. I'm definitely not making a flying saucer down here. I just want to come back inside. I have diabetes. Noose. (laughs) What was it?
2: Noose. Inspired
3: by Blair. Just for those in the not know, we're referring to Dr. Blair from The Thing, Mm -hmm. an episode you can listen to on patreon.com slash streaming things. Always be plugging verb ending in I N G stripping color red adjective flowery flowery what a nice way to end a nice segment because that was the last prompt i needed so stay tuned to the end
2: of the episode listener where we will get to see what these jabronis wrote for the story mad max i'm very excited it's one of my very favorite characters let's see what we did but for now let's start our review and breakdown of war games from 1983 Again, Andy, you had seen the film before, but as a wee tot, mm. what was your previous relationship like with the film and what was it like overall rewatching it?
1: So uh, being the youngest of five, uh, you know, being a Stranger Things podcast, we talk a lot about like being the 80s kids and how we grew up with the shit. The reality is that we're all like late 80s and we uh, grew up with this stuff tangentially through older siblings and stuff. We all had older siblings. <laughs> War Games was my brother's favorite movie when we were kids. So I saw it a couple of times way back when in the yesteryear and I knew little itty bitty bits of it. Uh, obviously not enough to catch the references that Stranger Things threw in, but uh, enough to uh, like have a general idea like Ally Sheedy running around being herself and Matthew Broderick being a smart little dude and doing things with phones. That's about all I remembered. Uh, holy fuck. This movie's really, really fucking good. it's like, Spielberg level like 80s romp wonderful it like it blew my mind watching again just now how uh how like not just like well how fitting it was for the time like being a post red scare type of film uh and you know current cold war thing uh also like the genius of using like the defcon levels as like an act structure like this is a wonderful wonderful film and i'm really actually kind of ashamed of myself that like not only did i not recognize the you know references that popped up in stranger things cuz that's our you know bread and butter but like this is a film that like should influence and uh speak to movies going forward for in perpetuity because it is wonderful. And I had a absolute blast with it. So my relationship was nil other than like my older brother's pretty cool and I want to be like him. And so I'm going to watch the things that he watches. But now I'm like, I w- want to see what this, how the shape cinema going forward. Cause it had to have. Absolutely. Steve, what was it like watching war games for the first time, right? Very first time. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Very first
3: time. I honestly didn't know Really anything about the movie, uh, going in. I knew it existed. I knew Matthew Broderick was in it. I knew vaguely that it had something to do with computers. But other than that, I, I didn't know what I was getting to getting into when I uh, press play on this. Um, and what I ended up finding out was this was a, this was a good time. This was a lot of fun. I enjoyed my time with it. It was, uh, I think it did a really great job of balancing between making everything serious enough to where the stakes were understood, they were real stakes, you kind of understood the the seriousness of the moment that all the characters found themselves in, but at the same time it was still fun, which is a which can be a very hard tightrope to balance and I think this film balances it very very well. Um there's a couple really to me, r- completely random things that happen in this movie that are just so funny to me. Like, I don't know if they're intended to be funny, but for me, I, I hope they're intended because it, w- it. I was cackling by myself because they were just so I random. I wish I
2: had watched it with you because I just I remember thinking like Steve's He's laughing really jam. hard right now.
3: <laughs> Am I that easy to read? Uh, I, I-, I want to know what you think
2: I was laughing at later when we get into the review. Oh, I will. I'm going to bring up. At, at great length, the moments that I thought Steve okay. would laugh. Okay, cool. But uh, you know, it's mostly it was, dialogue.
3: Oh, there, there were some really funny dialogue moments. But uh, no, it was great. I had a good time. Uh, I, I like Matthew Broderick a lot. Mostly, my love for Matthew Broderick comes from the fact that he stars in my favorite musical ever, which is The Producers. Mm. Um, and something like clicked when I was watching this movie. When Ali Sheedy popped up, I was like, Oh my god! I never realized this until just now. But Ali Sheedy is a huge uh part of my young childhood (laughs) in terms of like i remember it like came wafting back to you discovering yourself at the time yeah i I just not from this movie obviously because i would never seen it but i just remembered uh her character in uh breakfast club and how much i love that character and how much like watching that as a young like i think I was a freshman in high school when i first watched the breakfast club and just being like oh my god i have a type (laughs)
0: from watching that movie.
3: But uh, so, yeah, it was great to see her in a completely different role. I kind of wish they gave her more to do because there's a couple and we'll get into it. There's a couple things the movie I feel like inherently sets up with her character and then never follows through with it in any real meaningful way. Uh, But overall, I had a fun time with it. It was uh, I'm glad that the listeners um, kind of uh, brought to our attention that we were missing out on this uh, classic
2: 80s film. But Chris, what about you? Uh, I had a great time with it. I I liked it a lot more than I thought I would. And I don't know. I don't even know why I say that that way, because there's no nothing gave me the impression that I wouldn't like it. Um, But despite my lack of uh, Cyndi Lauper knowledge, I spent most of my childhood steeped in 80s stuff, not music, obviously. Uh, I'm a 90s music guy, but I've watched uh, just countless 80s films, a lot of which are trash. And I've seen dozens of times, right? I was a huge Jean-Claude Van Damme fa- fan. Uh, I watched this uh, weird movie called Vikings. It's like a B film. Um, like it, it, like Conan looks at it like, ha, what are you doing? You know, that, those kinds <laughs> of movies is what I watched for the most part. Like Tom Cruise's legend, stuff like that. Right. And I, I literally had never even heard of this film. Until we were doing the recap for Stranger And I'm 33. Stranger Things 4. Never like, heard of it? I had never heard of it. Wow. I looked oh, it up wow. from the emails and was like, Matthew Broderick, what? Like, you know, I saw the original Tron. You know, I thought I was done. Um, <laughs> I've seen Tron. That's the pinnacle of movies. <laughs> and it's a movie that has computers. So, You know, I didn't know what to expect. And I actually, I rated it three and a half stars today on Letterboxd. And I wish I had given it four based on hearing Andy talk. I think there was a few... Even just scenes, but a few performances really that were pretty weak and a few scenes that were just really clunky and awkward, um, mostly from Matthew Broderick, I thought personally. And Mm -hmm. we'll get into that. But I thought there was a few like key emotional points where I was like, that's the take they went with, you know, and stuff like (laughs) that. But structure wise, and it was really, really engaging. Like there's a few parts of this film that were. Really tense. And I don't yeah. know if that was intended or not, but I was like gripping my chair. I was getting a little because I've been having mm-hmm. some long COVID symptoms where I get short of breath and a little panicky. It's, a, it's a, we're not going to talk about it here, but that was kicking in. I was like, oh, um, this is fun. And then, <laughs> it reminded me a lot. <laughs> this is fun. Of Dr. Strangelove, probably intentionally. I think it's heavily influenced by that because there there is some satirical uh, not as satirical but there's some satirical ish Mm -hmm. comedy stuff that reminds me a lot of of kubrick's film which i also saw uh, like a few months ago for the first time if i'm being honest love that movie um and it's i think we should set the stage a little bit before i do the scene by scene i got some stuff that i looked up and i'm sure steve did too but just so y'all know uh so like steve mentioned it's got matthew broderick and this is before this is a couple of years before uh ferris bueller's day off so I don't know what he was in before this or where they pulled him from. I didn't do that much research, but I just know it was before he blew up for sure. And this is uh, Ali Sheedy. This is before The Breakfast Club by a couple of years as well. So um, there's a lot of new folks in this before she played Allison Reynolds in uh, in uh, uh, Breakfast Club. And then uh, there's a lot of really cool trivia. I don't know if you guys know how influential this movie was. Yeah, this is this is a very influential movie in terms of like computers
3: in representation in movies.
2: Like I think yeah. it's the first movie that ever even used the word firewall. It is. It's yeah. the first cinematic use of the term firewall. Is that true? Mm-hmm. It is true. Crazy. Also, this movie inspired the Computer Fraud and Abuse Act of yeah. 1984. And uh hacking wasn't even illegal until 1990 but in like the senate room I don't know how government works but like (laughs) like the congressmen (laughs) that were in the congress room Mm -hmm. they quoted this movie and I think showed the first four minutes of it Mm -hmm. to show the other delegates how easy it was for a citizen to use a personal computer to get into like uh, complicated systems that they shouldn't be in and that hence created the computer fraud and abuse act so this movie was like like politicians were watching it like, oh, my well, the, God,
3: this this played uh, famous, famously in the uh, the uh, movie theater of the White House. Uh, Ronald Reagan watched this movie the day after it came out. Was this in our trivia? And I got it wrong. This wasn't our trivia. I did not put, include this in our trivia. But Ronald Reagan did see this movie when it released. And apparently, as he was watching it, he turned to his, I think, chief of staff and was like, is this possible? <laughs> uh, can they really do this? We have to tear down this system. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Uh, A couple funny things, too. Um, William H. Macy is in this film. I didn't recognize him or see him anywhere, but it says he's an uncredited NORAD officer. Uh, When I was looking at the cast, did not see him. This is the most this was the most expensive set ever constructed at the time it cost 1 million dollars to build uh, the norad war room to oh, and it pays off in that climax with all the flashing lights and shit it's a great set it's incredible and so funny thing that set was way more cool and advanced than Norad's room actually was. They didn't have the technology for the TVs like that at the time. Those were all like rear projections to make them look like screens that we have today. Yeah, and so like uh, the director called it uh, Norad's wet dream or something like that because it's like nowhere near actually that cool. It was it was interesting watching that set.
3: I, I think I think the money is well spent because that set is amazing. Because as I was watching, it, I was just com- kind of comparing it in my mind, like how we see Norad in movies today. And there's something to be said about those big blocky, you know, 1980s computers that are like double deckered, you know, they, they come up about eye level and then they, there's like a second level with more buttons that you, that light up and you don't know what they do, but mm-hmm. they're there. There's something about that aesthetic that I just love. And then you hear the old printers like,
2: Oh, I do too. The there was there's a lot of technological oh, nostalgia mwah. for me watching this movie. And I can't wait to get into that. Um, the, the character of Falcon was actually based on Stephen Hawking and they actually uh, wanted him to have a cameo in the film, but he declined because he didn't want to like be made fun of. Mm-hmm. And that's what he thought was probably going to happen. He was I like, Is like
1: it? It, the ready player one guy had to have been based on him. Oh, the, um, the, the guy that Mark Rylance plays in the film. Yes. Yes. I can't, I can't remember the, the crazy dude that created the, uh, yeah, the, the Oasis.
2: The Oasis. Indeed. Yeah. I've never seen that. him and uh, Simon Pegg. Really? It's good, it's good book. Ready to player me. one. No, I've never seen it. You would love it. It's very uh, pop culture. You love I Spielberg. <laughs> I think you would. You love Spielberg. Okay.
3: I a Spielberg I, guy. I, I do Holiday. like Spielberg, but like modern day Spielberg is
2: not as good as. So here's the thing. Normal Spielberg. Slight digression. Ready player one gets shot on a lot. I've watched it like six times. It's, it's super fun. watchable blockbuster. It's so fun. fun. Indeed. Indeed. Right. I would watch it with you again, Steve. It's not a great film, but it's fun. Um, When I was watching this movie, I thought, isn't there a game called Global Thermonuclear War that's really shitty on old computers that I used to play as a kid at like Andy's house? (laughs) Um, Oh, you
0: got
3: Global Thermonuclear War?
2: (laughs) (laughs) So apparently there's not. But there was a video game based on this movie that came out in like 1984. Um, What was it called? (laughs) Duty. I
1: don't know. Maybe that. Uh, I kept thinking that watching this, though. Like, imagine these fucking senators watching somebody playing against AI, playing Call of Duty, Modern Warfare 2, and being like, oh, my fucking God, we're at war with the Russians. (laughs) Yeah,
2: this is actual footage. (laughs) They're at a terminal.
3: Yeah, Uh, this would uh, that's 100 percent believable, because, I mean, you watch uh, like congressional
1: meetings today when you get some of these like geriatric senators who are like now how does the internet work dude it's a forward-thinking farce where we have all of these like congressional meetings of like look at the violent video games that kids are playing and this is why shootings are happening blah, 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 and like this is the reason why like it, it's a farce to be like they're like he, the game's asking do you want to play chess do you want to play poker do you want to play thermonuclear war? It, like it's it's incredibly fun. Uh, thinking and a of a film. Global
2: thermonuclear war. Oh, I'm sorry. One. Yeah. I'm sorry. Nuclear. Nuclear guys. Nuclear. 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 Did I, did I say nuclear? Yeah. And my wife does too. And mm. I remember when I was a kid, everybody mocked George Bush. Like he's so dumb. Look at him. he's Nuclear. Keeps, he keeps saying nuclear. And now everybody around me says nuclear. And I just want to, it's not okay. Hey, Indiana Jones <laughs> said nuclear. So I'm cool with it. That's fair. He was the coolest dude on the planet. All right. There's also a hacker convention called DEF CON which is a nod to this movie, um, which I don't think they should all hang out together. Uh, <laughs> freeze. Uh, yeah, apparently there's a hacker convention <laughs> called Defcon. And then lastly, perhaps the most funny thing, do you know the computer in this movie is called Whopper W O P R. Yeah. That's a joke because Nor- King. Norad really had a computer that ran like uh, war game simulations and its name was B R G R burger.
3: <laughs> and so them I calling it Whopper awesome. was a joke.
2: I like that. And I don't know. I don't think this was. Oh, and also David's character based on a real hacker who can neither confirm nor deny that he accidentally hacked into the U.S. government by the name of David Scott Lewis. Uh, so that's a real person. Mm-hmm.
1: There's a dude that's like somebody asked him. He definitely didn't do it. And he's like, maybe.
2: Yeah. yeah. I, can't. I can't confirm nor deny. <laughs> but if you'd like to come back to my place, I can tell you about it. Uh, which takes away uh, an ego that I thought I found because the guy, the, you know, Matthew Broderick plays David and, uh, Falker's, uh, fake name that he goes by is Robert Hume. Mm-hmm. And I thought they were trying to say David Hume. Like the two of them together would be David Hume, which is a famous Scottish philosopher that was a huge fan of in college. Mm-hmm. That was a huge leap. I don't think it's true because David was based on a real person. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, I wrote that down as well. I did look this up for you, Chris. This of War Games appears to be Matthew Broderick's second movie. What was his first?
3: M- Max Duggan Returns. Oh, man, that old chestnut. And he was in the TV series Lou
2: Grant before. So this was he was a relative unknown. Yeah. He was just at the beginning of his uh, career here. And so the director, John Badham, if you guys don't know, he had directed before this Saturday Night Fever in 1977, oh, shit. and he went on to direct uh, Short Circuit after that. I love Short Circuit. Do you?
1: Yeah. Johnny Number 5? No love for Saturday Night Fever? I'm He's give a still working that. today, but not really. Uh, doing the disco? Come on.
3: I mean, I'm glad he can dance. Those those movies were never really my thing. Like like anything John Travolta like John Travolta's original like peak career didn't care about Greece. No, I don't care about Greece. Oh my god, dude. There's a, reason, there's a reason. There's a reason I don't care about Greece, and you touched on it in a previous episode, where it's a bunch of forty-year-old dudes pretending to be yeah, kids, like "Yanny a- girls for me." It's like <laughs> I'm out.
1: I don't care. But this it's is a weird.
2: Good musical, man. Interesting. He went on to direct nothing of note after Short Circuit. Oh no. Uh, a bunch of subpar TV shows. I know a lot of people love Heroes. I'm sorry. I'm just kidding. Okay, I'm not this kidding. is the peak of Batum. Then. Uh, CBS Criminal Minds. Uh, yeah, stuff like that. Psych. Hey, the first season of Heroes. Do dope. Constantine, Psych is dead. Oh, he did Psych. The that, show Twelve that makes Monkeys, sense
3: because in Psych Arrow, in <laughs> Psych, awesome. there's like a uh, there's like a seasonal big bad that comes back. I think it's starting in season two. They introduce this character who's like supposed to be the the equivalent to that character's you know uh, uh, equivalent. Like she see like uh, the a serial killer that sees him as a rival, and she is played by none other than Ali Sheedy oh wow okay and so it's 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 great and she plays like an absolute crazy pants person in psych and she's great at it so she i think her character's name is
2: mr yang i think it was funny watching this movie because i think the only thing that stranger things took from war games was Susie changing the grades for dustin and i think that everyone else was on to something with uh the Eden character being Ali Sheedy's character from Breakfast Club. I now think that is true, mm-hmm. and so it was. A, it was an Ali Sheedy mix joke. But I don't know, like, the whole crazy family with all the kids, that is not from War Games. And I don't know. Yeah,
3: because the, the emails we got led me to believe that that whole situation with Susie's right. house was yeah. like, oh, that's War Games. So when I sat down and watched, I was like, where's the house?
1: Yeah, <laughs> where's all the kids? Where's the kid with the bow
3: and arrow? Like, Matthew Broderick went to his house. I'm like, oh, I can't wait to see all this crazy sibling. Oh, he's an only child. Okay, all right, cool. When are we going to
2: go see Ali Sheedy's house with all her crazy? F-? Oh, we don't there is okay. something else from stranger things in this not on purpose it's more of a, a product of the times but i can't wait to comment on it uh but yeah it's interesting that that was the only real allusion to this movie was the Susie hacker stuff specifically mm-hmm. um but anyway i guess let's dive into the breakdown you guys ready yes i'm in do you want me to hit the spoilers uh, sure we're about to spoil war games from 1983 baby all right you guys ready for spoilers here we go
0: war games <laughs> <laughs>
2: So it starts off. There's a crazy storm. There's some government employees and Michael Madsen. Right. Baby Michael Madsen. Right. That blew my mind. When he turned, when you first get a good close
3: up shot of him, it's like, is
2: that Mike? I mean, it it literally took me all of 30 seconds to sit up on my computer chair and be like, okay, I'm fucking ready. War games. Let's do this. Yeah. Didn't know he wasn't going to be in very much. The other guy's in a bunch of stuff, too. I recognized him, but I couldn't place him
3: yeah uh like as soon as he showed i think he's in a bunch of like i think he's in commando was was there, all season? three
2: of those first actors are like hugely uh, prolific actors that i've seen a thousand times oh yeah like the guy that lets them in too is like hey what's up guys like he's been in a thousand things and the listeners are gonna lose their minds that i don't know his name the roads are bad huh he uh-huh. was in like 92 episodes of uh, d- 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 mash what's wrong with you and i'm well I'm... <laughs> i was watching Rugrats. i know so. alan alda <laughs> uh, but it's like a little bunker lab <laughs> missile silo thing. There's a bunch of weed jokes. Like the one guy that we can't place is talking about his girlfriend that is uh, singing "Omani om money padme om to her weed plants. I think. Yeah. Uh, which is interesting. Cause you know, wacky tobacco was frowned upon back in the uh, 1983, the old center yeah, they don't sense me. Uh, and they, they begin launching a, a missile. A missile. They, And this is where it reminded me of Dr. Strangelove, which is probably just military protocol, but like getting the encoded message that they have to verify is real and then looking at the binders full of stuff. All that happens in Love, you know, and it was really interesting. Yeah. But... It's so tense. Like, yeah, this is the first of
1: several really tense It was beautiful foreshadowing, scenes. though, dude. The the humans coming to the conclusion like, hey, all of this shit's about to happen. Is it? Re- do we need to go through with this or not? And the dude pulling the gun on him and being like, put the fucking key in, sir. And him being like, I don't know, get somebody There's on the such phone. such a good role for Michael Manson it's to have, too. So yeah. F- such good foreshadowing for the way that it ends it's
2: beautiful how's it foreshadowing
1: because ultimately the computer is determining that like hey no uh, we we cannot there's no way to win this situation we can't the the, their job is uh, their job is to be essentially a computer hey you need to press the button press the button right and the human element says no and the whole the whole conflict is the computer takes that out of the equation and says no I'm going to press the button no matter what because that's the uh the uh, what i was ordered to do yeah that's what i was directed to do and that's what the situation calls for and even the computer comes to the conclusion that like no pressing the button nobody's gonna win and so like ultimately it's kind of like the, the, the bookend exactly it's better not to play not just better not to play but it's uh it's uh futile to 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 try to kill Mm -hmm. everybody he says uh i don't want to i don't don't want to kill however many million people without getting somebody on the phone and the the computer comes to the same conclusion it's fucking beautiful
3: i really like that scene too for everything that you just said because that's amazing i love that and how tense it is but i do love the, the flip-flop because when you're introduced to these two characters that we don't see really for the rest of the movie they show up like briefly when they're like getting kicked out when they're getting
2: when their out, jobs yeah. being replacing changed. the keys with yeah. the fucking little like soldering yeah. the computer into the silo launch system yeah it's, little norad jr like you does not even know what he's doing like that's what i was thinking immediately <laughs> quit soldering sir
3: sir <laughs> that's
2: a, that's the calculator what are you doing with that calculator? <laughs>
3: i need that before i leave but i love how when you first introduce these characters i would have thought the guy that abstains from turning his key he was giving off like i'm the grizzled hard-ass veteran yeah, vibe but really like he's the one that was like no i'm not gonna this, he's a softy michael I'm Manson was like this. look man
2: we were told to kill let's kill and i'm michael madsen and as you know I have a I have a thing. Yeah. That's not protocol, sir. Wait, wait till Tarantino sees this movie. All right? That's all I'm saying. I'm gonna be in so many more movies. So ultimately it turns out to be like a military test, right? It cuts to NORAD. There's a big, probably overly long establishing shot of all the NORAD stuff. Twenty two percent of the soldiers failed to launch the missiles, and uh, the general's not happy about it. And uh, Mr. McKittrick, I think is his name. He's the kind of a I believe it was Mr. Blonde. Yeah, right. <laughs> Mr. McKittrick <laughs> decides that uh, he wants to install this Whopper computer system to be in charge of firing the missiles over people because people are fallible. And this is at a time in our in our country's history, in the world's history, where computers are still very, very new. Nobody was relying on them for stuff like this yet. Right. They, they just very recently replaced the Dewey decibel system with these computers and stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so definitely nobody was entrusting missile launching to this quite yet. And so it was a big thing. They decided to go for it, apparently. Uh, And and this is where uh, every time the general talks is where I pictured Steve cackling. General Barron, He's such a fucking character, man. Yeah. Everybody, you were still watching Howdy Doody when I was learning how to launch missiles. Those are some good boys we have in
3: that bunker now. Yeah. I trust them over some new fangled machine. Yeah.
2: They're red blooded Americans. Everything he says throughout this movie is fucking hilarious, uh, like a caricature. These colors don't run. And that's, again, where the doctor Strange loviness came in. because it, like right. it seems were, like
3: George C. Scott's character. They from, were
2: poking fun at military types, you know. Uh, he's got the cigar, all the shit. Um so then they decide to show the president the computers. He ultimately says, yeah, let's do it. Let's run it. The whopper. Huh? I love how it's called the whopper. It's <laughs> yeah. like uh warfare operating protection. I forget what the acronym stood for, but yeah. Uh, and the computers that are so fancy that he wants to show the president are so archaic. And I wrote a little smiley face by it. Uh, like throughout this movie, like there's a scene where Matthew Broderick is looking for Dr. Stephen Falker and he's printing a bunch of stuff. And, I had forgotten that that existed. Those old printers that had the perforated paper on both sides you had to tear off after you printed.
0: And
3: And they made that
2: noise. I love there's that scene when
3: uh McKittrick, is that how you say his name? He's, I wrote that down. I hope that's the, right. He's given the government guy. It's when they're going to introduce them to the Whopper, but they go through a hallway that's on a second level, but there's like glass and you can kind of see down into all the computers. And he's like, all of our intelligence comes in through here. And every bullet, every, every bullet fired, every spy we have, all the information comes through here. And when you look at that room, it's like, that's that's an iPhone. <laughs> all of that right now is an iPhone. Yeah, literally.
2: <laughs> that's, oh, that's what I was laughing at. Yeah, play it, was Angry the, Birds. it was the room of all these giant servers that are all existing just to do what not even an iphone man like a, not even close like the i can't even think of a computer dumb enough to be compared to what the you know what i mean that exists now Old, like razor phone it's crazy not <laughs> like even that
1: the, the computer that's in your microwave is fucking more intelligent than this shit. yeah it's crazy it knows when my popcorn's cooked exactly um it, yeah it, whopper it, could never do that no it is absolutely fucking mind-blowing computers the, like the, what we have in our fucking pockets used to take up like a warehouse of computing space mm-hmm. it's mind-blowing yeah
3: there's literally more computer co- computational power in your phone than the than all of nasa had to send people to the moon yeah
1: like mr president this can play frogger like that and
3: that's what the hell fucking, is frogger
1: my god that's incredible. Speaking of Frogger... Tell
3: Nancy to quit sucking dick. We're playing
0: Frogger.
2: Oh, <laughs> Dave, get her in here. So then we finally get introduced to Matthew Broderick's character, David Lightman, and he's playing Galaga in an Man, arcade. It takes a long time to introduce It's him. over 20 minutes before yeah. we get to our protagonist, I mm-hmm. think, which yeah. is really interesting. Fun fact, they sent uh, Galaga and another one of those 80s arcade games to Matthew Broderick's house, like the, the actual arcade setups, the giant machine, so he could the practice... Cabinet. Yeah, the cabinet, so he could practice for this movie because he oh, had never played cool. him. And it's funny that's because so fascinating because there's nothing really like special about what he's doing. He's with that. trash. And yeah. <laughs> the second time he plays Galaga, when Jessica shows up, I'm, or is it Jennifer? Jennifer. Jennifer Max shows up. I'm like he's like on the second level when he accidentally dies because she's talking to him I'm like bro <laughs> what, yeah, are you, like what are you doing not, man there's nothing special about what he's, he's like, doing oh, damn you owe me a quarter you know <laughs> and I love that kid in the
3: first scene that we were introduced to him and he's like uh, what was the boy's name like hey Billy and he's, hey David and he lets the boy like he's like take over I gotta go to school he's late for school and I'm like What's that child
2: doing? Yeah. He's got to go to school too. That kid has to be in school too. <laughs> Probably learning more important things. Uh, and the teacher is such a douche, is uh, you know, showing everybody their yeah. bad grades in front of each other. He's got that excellent
3: teacher penmanship where he
2: makes a beautiful F
3: with a circle on it. And he's like publicly shaming everybody yeah. like, oh, you're late, you piece of shit. Here's an
2: F. I, I didn't expect Jennifer to have an F as well. And I thought that was a, a funny little twist. But and a savage joke that would probably have gotten him suspended. Oh, it was a great joke. That was so that was a it really, was good, really joke. good joke. I wonder if the teacher was like, don't suspend him, because that was actually probably the funniest thing ever. What life. was it like? <laughs> Who was it that first came up with the idea of procreating without sex? And okay. you're, like, your Asexual wife
1: procreation, your wife. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> get it? Because he didn't want to have like sex It's like a mild
1: you. form of foreshadowing in a way, just like establishing like this uh, computational way of thinking of like, get the job done and remove the emotional uh, aspect of it. What do you mean you asexual me. asexual reproduction is do it yourself it's it's not Oh you think that was more foreshadowing it will not necessarily foreshadowing but like,
2: thematic- like thematically relevant Yeah I, I dig like,
3: it. I like to do it
2: myself. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Steve, for your
1: plus addition. Andy's wife was an
2: ice queen. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Well, that dude was just a douche, and I don't blame her at I all. Don't, I don't blame her at all. That dude, uh, yeah, he's got some problems. <laughs> so he gets sent to the principal's office, where we can assume he gets sent often. Uh, there's a lot of cues for that, and then he gets the password off of the inside desk of the secretary. Uh, very unsafe. Andy's an IT guy. I'm sure you were just abhorred at the yeah. uh, password don't safety. Don't write down your password. <laughs> don't do that. It was a different time. <laughs> Just each one before it crossed off. It and, was pen- pencil? and the password's pencil. Yeah.
3: That was back in the back in the day when people were like, no one's going to break this. Yeah pencil <laughs> no one there's no such there,
2: no one knew what a hacker was there literally wasn't hackers yet so it wasn't like, password not until 1994 one, at least so those had already been crossed word. out probably yeah right <laughs> go into read the list but.
3: go into any website right now and try to make your password pencil every website would be like no 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 we need an uppercase word we need a symbol we need at least Eight letters. And the symbol is going to be an exclamation point. It can't be an exclamation point. You have to have something other than an exclamation point.
1: <laughs> you can't use personal information, pencil dick.
3: Yeah.
2: <laughs> That's what the computer will say to yeah. you. Pencil dick. So uh, then Jessica Mack, she rolls up on a fucking scooter or like a moped. What is that? It's a, it's a motorized bicycle of some kind. Mm-hmm. To Vespa. <laughs> and she's like, hop on this hog. And he's like, all right. And they roll to his house. And then he wants to, he's like, oh, let me show you something. Which is, you know, <laughs> never mind. So then he goes hey, it's upstairs. it's in my bedroom. <laughs> my parents aren't home. So she's talking about the grades and how they're going to have to do summer school is how the conversation gets there. And he shows her how he can. And this was fascinating to me because I didn't have a computer until ah, Windows 95 era, I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he, he's got like so much shit going on. And There's then a lot. Puts the phone on the thingy, dials it in, matches a tone. I assume all that was possible, or the government wouldn't have freaked out. So that was like an early internet thing, which is what Susie was doing. Which is why they told us to watch War Games. Yeah. And then he gets into the computer's mainframe or whatever, changes his grade to a C. You know, conservative. Yeah, he he doesn't want to. He does. He want to be subtle. He doesn't. But then he caught. switches hers from an F to an A. Yeah, I thought that was going to come back at some point. I know. I thought yeah. that was like a bad thing, but it wasn't. It was actually really cute. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't want her grade change. She's a goody two shoes. Uh, you know, she's she has integrity. Or she leaves. She? He changes it anyway. Right. Uh, and then this is where I wanted to talk about. So David Lightman, Matthew Broderick, his dad is fucking Ted. Yeah. It, to a T. But but I will say if Ted
3: was an actual human being. What do you mean? What, like this guy is as lame as Ted, but minus being shitty cuz this dude's like, yeah, I'm an old man. I'm not cool anymore, but I do generally seem to love mother people in my life.
1: Andy, you got anything you want to say to defend Ted? I'm I, he should have absolutely sealed those trash cans and that's on him and he deserves <laughs> what's coming to him. <laughs> like I mean, you if 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 Nancy made dinner and the
3: corn on the cob was raw, Ted would just be like all right, I guess I'm eating this. I'm what did a, I do? What did I do to deserve this? What did I do? I love
2: how... I, I was making fun of him, but I also admired his butter technique because he buttered the bread, oh, overbuttered it. That was it, genius. And then... like masturbated the corn to get the butter
1: (laughs) yeah dude he
2: buttered the fuck out of that corn
1: without ruining the stick of butter and without dirtying his hands that was i'm gonna
2: use that from that very smart that was a really clever way to butter an ear of corn you think ted wheeler does that shit no no ted (laughs) Ted wheeler would never come up with that no and i like how his wife was like the mom's like isn't it great we get all the vitamins a and d he's like can't we just cook the corn and eat pills And I was like, yeah, this was another one of the things where I'm like,
3: this scene's hilarious. I don't understand why it's in this movie.
2: <laughs> exactly. There's a ton of this. This movie could have just as effectively been hour forty nine, maybe. Yeah. Um, No, wait, That's it is like an hour forty nine. It could have been like an hour and thirty. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Cut out I'm like, like a, the Norette establishing I'm shot. Gla- and I'm glad this is in here, but it was the- now I know how to butter corn better. Yeah, I learned something today. Uh, so Screenwriter was
3: just like the people need to know. Maybe. <laughs> Look what I did last night. <laughs> I've had this trick up my
2: sleeve my whole life, and I just need to share it. So the next morning, uh, they're eating breakfast, and uh, David Lightman is looking at the magazine and sees like an ad for Protovision uh, and some kind of like computer games or something like that. Decides he wants to. I didn't really get what was going on. If it was like intent, like you need to hack into this to get it, and it's like a game for just computer people that they devised. Or if he just didn't want to wait, and so he decided he to did, hack. He didn't want to wait. Yeah. Um, so like it, also, it was like
1: a developer ad, like, "Hey, we're working on some cool shit for mm, some games." he yeah. Didn't even name any of them. He's like, "I'm gonna look up the developer and yeah. find out what's up." He's I think that's the other. Cat.
3: That's the other Stranger Things pool is when the boys were trying to get Susie to hack into a quote unquote American Nintendo because this new game's coming out. Oh, okay. Yeah.
2: Oh, that is that a is cool. another War Games pool. Okay. Maybe it's also a, the uh, War Games. War Games. <laughs> so then, when he goes upstairs to his like apparatus to to do this, he look at that fucking floppy disk he pulled out. It's not even oh, what yeah. I think of a floppy disk. It's the actual floppy ones. I'd only <laughs> seen one of those like once when the I was a kid. Five inches, man. Is That's that what it that is. They're massive. Yeah, yeah, they're huge. I don't even know why he needed that, but he put that sucker in there. I used uh, to play uh, F F. 19 i guess that was uh, like it was,
1: a, it was a stealth stealth fighter pc game that was on those discs way
2: back in the day like that game was probably awesome dude it was <laughs> super trash so there was a, at the time it was incredible there was a star trek game that i played uh i don't think it was on a five inch floppy disk but it was so old and it was so lame that i couldn't <laughs> so star bad it was all words and stuff it was like it do, was do, a do, do, adventure do, kind of Books. there was like a little bit of symbols and visuals but for the most part it was like which planet do you want to go to and you would type like 5 and it would be like okay here's what's going on which one do you want to do and yeah you know, shit like that and i was like this game sucks <laughs> it was probably <laughs> i don't incredible. want to read <laughs> so then uh, if I wanted to read, I'd go to school. So he I guess the floppy disk was some software that he had written to uh test the different numbers to find out which one was there. So it's gonna go through all the different permutations of phone numbers at the three one one area code, which typically they would have used five five five, but three one one is like four one one or whatever, so it was harmless. It was like That's an just an iterative information. Ping. It was really cool going like step-by-step
1: like the the actual like code like theory in this is pretty spot on it's awesome
2: yeah i was i was I think that we already talked about how influential this film was, but watching it, I bought that all of it was real at every point. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was really cool. So Jessica Mack shows back up, changes her mind, decides that she does want her uh, grades changed. This is where he's at the arcade. And I wrote, he's trash at Galaga. Uh, get good, bro. <laughs> get good. <laughs> uh, and then, so they, he shows her all kinds of cool stuff, tells her that he already changed her grade. She wonders what the computer's doing. They hack into Pan Am. Uh, all this was of the stuff. other scene that maybe just
3: like, what, what? what? This is, wild at least you know maybe I'm over overreacting to this but the, this scene when he brings her back into his bedroom I was kind of flabbergasted for half of it because half of it Matthew Broderick goes into the bathroom <laughs> and he's just talking to her from the bathroom and I'm just yeah. like oh <gasps> Why would you do that? So that's such a strange way to block a scene when it's like, hey, girl, I'm clearly interested in and have only hung out with once before this. Uh, can you wait here? I'm going to drop a deuce. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
0: going to take a shit real
3: quick. <laughs> While I'm dropping a deuce, I'm going to talk about real nerd shit. Don't touch the keys. through the do- Don't check that folder. Mark taxes.
1: <laughs> She's like, I'm going to go grab a cup of water from the class. That happens later. I was
3: like, like Ew. She just
2: drinks the bathroom water. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, the glass up. was in there the whole time. He's got poop particles in it, man. Uh, and then so he, yeah, he, you know, books a flight for her or at least has a reservation for her, which comes back later in a really clever way um, to make it look bad. He asked for smoking or non-smoking tickets, which I thought was really fun. They don't have that. You can't smoke on airplanes anymore. Interesting. Uh and then he gets into the mystery company and just says log on. And I don't know about the accuracy of any of this, but it was really funny to me. He's like, "Yeah, I can just type help." I think this is where the movie gets a little movieish and fantastical. It's no, actually super duper accurate. Uh, You can just say help. Yeah, you can absolutely say help and it will
1: like uh, depending on what you're trying to do, like if you're using like command prompt or um, terminal in Apple or whatever, you can say uh, help and it will give a list of commands, potential commands and like the syntax and stuff like that. Yeah, it's actually incredibly accurate
2: well i guess later on when and the computer's the, like the how computer's are you feeling like the computer says no like it doesn't offer any help and it's like that's like a ooh yeah and he gets he has this curious bug he has to find out what's going on he won't give up that's why his friends call him whiskers what's the ultimately type that gives him something like, okay. games uh um, and then it lists the games because he doesn't get in but he gets far enough to get really interested i don't
1: remember what he initially typed i think he types
2: games or list games and it shows uh chess tic-tac-toe um backgammon and then some global thermonuclear war falcon's maze was the first one Mm -hmm. yeah um so then he prints out the list of games and goes to his hacker buddy nerd friends and that's when the uh they talk about the backdoor lol and uh really secretive about their methods and they're upset that a girl's there and the guy that's a little funny, they call him the Revenge of the Nerds guy. It's Malvin, but they call him Mr. Potato Head. Was it Revenge of the Nerds? Isn't he from that? That's what I thought. He's from another 80s comedy and he's that character. Listeners will definitely tell us. Yeah, we'll get tons of emails, but that's what he's from. (laughs) They called him Mr. Potato Head for a second, but ultimately they tell him Falcon's the key here, and you need to find as much as you can about him and then guess the backdoor password, right? That's the ultimate solution to how to get in in this, um, which is interesting. I wonder if program, I guess they did, because so much of this movie is so accurate that programmers would put their own way in before they sell it to other companies and they could be able to get in something like that at any 100% time.
3: 100% happened. I'm Absolutely. Sure. Yeah.
2: That's crazy. 100%. That's crazy. Dude, I feel like I wish I was born in like the late 60s and could go back in time or at least just go back in time now and just rule shit when computers <laughs> first came out, like these guys are doing, you know what I mean? Yeah. Cause it's like now hacking is mostly unable to be gotten away with, but really difficult. And back then it was just like, it's all fishing. It's all control. Alt that, delete. <gasps> What'd you do? I don't know, man. You, you
3: just <laughs> deleted Vermont. <laughs>
2: You get that
1: all the time. Like, you're a fucking wizard. It's like, no, this is actually super simple, and I just
2: learned, and you didn't. 90% of IT is I'm better at Google than you are. Well, it's like at at the end of this movie, or I guess the end of Act 2, somewhere around there, when he hacks into the payphone by unscrewing the receiver and using a piece of metal. I don't know if you can do that. So there absolutely used to be a thing where you could uh, play a specific
1: tone into a payphone. Um, I, and they, it's actually referenced at least definitely in the book of ready player one. I don't know about the movie, but you can, uh, absolutely play a specific tone that would uh, essentially tell it, Hey, I've received money and now, you, now I can make a call. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, yeah. there's a, there's, there's, I think one of the guys that consulted on this movie used to do that to get it
3: a paying his phone bill. Yeah, like yeah, he would, exactly. He would play that every well, time. Well, that's what I guess yeah.
1: you could like a specific whistle. Back but it, yeah, it,
3: it was an actual whistle. It wasn't like a tone that they're using in the movie. It was an actual like physical whistle that he would just hold up to the phone and you know it would simulate that noise and that's how they
2: got away with it. well that's what, i guess how because she says um because it's dialing every single number to find the protovision company and she's like isn't this crazy for your phone bill and he's like there's ways around that that's probably what he was alluding to is that yeah he was, yeah
1: i have no idea because uh the parents were like when the uh, pentagon or whoever is starting to call or no when the computer norad is or joshua is starting to call him they're like that's your phone ringing i'm like you're paying for an extra phone bill for just for him but i don't
2: know like yeah there has to be some something silly going i know on. When I was a kid, we all had one line, and if you wanted to be on the internet, or
1: Mom, t- get off the phone.
2: Yeah, or talk to a girl. It was—I mean, I, I'd be on the phone with Chelsea for like four hours, yeah. and then my dad would be like, "Jesus Christ, did anybody beep in?" No, because <laughs> eventually we did pay for two like lines, yeah. you could switch between, right? Yeah um no for sure definitely not but they did I, just, <laughs> I wasn't hanging up but they did And like your shitty brother could like you could hear mouth breathing <sighs> <laughs> like an hour into your conference
1: get off the phone andy <laughs> <laughs> he
2: had a brother named andy not me yeah different andy andy wouldn't come to my house and listen to my conversations <laughs> yeah he would <laughs> yeah, he knows, um,
1: yeah he would yeah we all I, know I andy. that shit
2: so he decides to look for falcon and there's this like montage of him doing all kind of research at the library uh which they do in Stranger Things when they're looking for Victor Creel stuff. There's all the, uh, what's the machine called that you can look through microfiche. old newspapers? Microfiche. Microfiche. You guys made that up. No, that's an actual <laughs> term. <laughs> You've never heard of microfiche? That's a reference to the boys that I watched uh, last night. Oh, okay.
1: Uh, I haven't watched the newest episode yet, but I'm excited to. Th-
3: sorry, I I didn't bring this up before, but uh, the second moment in this movie where I was like, what the fuck is this scene? Was when Ali Sheedy comes back.
2: Uh, well maybe we haven't gotten to that we're yet. about to get that's the next scene where okay. she jog when she's jogging that too yeah so she's jogging and then she stops at his house uh, and okay, that's where yes. she learns about falcon so that's the thing so she's and that's she when she drinks the bathroom water we, she jogs
3: to his house which in and of itself is like okay she's physically fit that'll come back later and then it will be important no but then she a tiny bit his, his in a way she
2: not, wants to
1: swim and he can't
2: but not really. everybody can swim except <laughs> him
3: i can swim like in no way that really affects the plot she's, let's ride bikes sorry but anyway she gets into the house his dad lets him in and as she's going up the terrace he's like do you know what tumulus means and she's like uh no i don't that's weird and he's like huh i don't know what it means either he, what I, I got the impression he was doing a
2: crossword puzzle
3: oh i know what he was doing I don't understand why that scene went on
2: for thirty seconds more for them to have this awkward. Everything in this movie's like that. I don't know what that means, sir. Uh, well, that joke either. I liked. What's dumb, <laughs> and I think this is misogyny. I think this is 80s stuff. That her character doesn't do any. They're like, ah, oh, what would a late? What would a chick be doing? I don't know. Working out. He's going to kiss her eventually. Yeah, For no reason, by the way. Don't let me get there yet. Right. I'm going to go off on that. So then, yeah, she's jogging up. And then later when we see her, I think when he calls her for money, she's just like in this jazzercise outfit with the fluffy socks and stuff. Doing yoga? Or or stretching. Stretching. She's She's just about to work out, man. That's all she does is work on that bod. She's terrible at school because she's a woman, so she's got to work on that bod. Like that, that's the, the impression that the movie gave me. One hundred percent. So
3: many hints, like Ali Sheedy is physically fit. She is. You all thought about she was fitness. gonna like
2: lift the computer up? <laughs> I like <thought> that Steve <laughs> thought this was Chekhov's exercise. I thought it was throw, <laughs> throw fucking well, Joshua into the ocean. She's well, gonna towards, get to the bomb before it blows up. Towards the end, when they're like, we have to get into swim the base, it to another country. <laughs> god damn it steve
3: no, when they're running to the base and they're like the base is going to shut down be here quick i thought she was going to be the one like i got it and sprints up there before all these other fucking nerds
1: and steve, stops the board in the 80s i just
3: don't understand why you take time
2: to
1: set this up
2: about this they were weren't putting any effort into her characterization at all that's what i, 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 I mean
1: tumulus means full of mounts steve Did you just Google that?
2: Yes, I did. (laughs) Yeah, he's just doing a crossword puzzle. I like that little touch. But uh, so she learns all about Falcon 2. There's a little there is a good joke there uh, where she he's like, he's dead. And she's like, oh, that's really sad. He doesn't look old. He looks, by the way, I don't know why she's like, he looks good. That was a weird comment to make. I felt like I mean, it's fine, but it was just out of place and then uh, but she's uh, like, I mean have you seen John Wood Right. Damn. <laughs> she's like well how's he dead he looks so young and he's like he's 41 and she goes oh that is old and I thought that was funny <laughs> um, his whole family died his wife and son had died and the son's name was Joshua which then he gets clued in oh my god that's probably the password types in Joshua it is indeed he gets in and I love how excited they are about the shitty game that they think is a game and that's what made me remind me of the Star Trek game and stuff because he's in global thermonuclear war and it's just like uh, who do you want to bomb one two three four or five or whatever right or type in random countries she's like like, what's a missile trajectory it cut yeah yeah. i don't know exactly why are they making her so dumb (laughs) it's trajectory you're 17 and then he doesn't know either what's a trajectory? i don't know but he's drinking like he's on his second coca-cola and he's all jacked Uh, up and excited tab is it Tab? They I'm were, so sorry. Because I, I wrote the note, they're all hopped up on Tab. <laughs> He's like on his second Tab, like, oh my God, who should we bomb next? And she's like, I don't know, this is so exciting. And I'm like, were, is it? They were freaking. Is it though? <laughs> God, if you showed them Doom, they would shit their pants. Uh, and then we cut back and forth between <laughs> them and Norad. And the guys at Norad are freaking out because they think this is real, right? That The, s- the Soviets awesome. are attacking him. And uh, <laughs> they're like... Uh, Get on, And this is where I was like, Steve's fucking loving this. Because the general's like, get on the sack right now. Uh, smoking his little <laughs> cigars and shit. Uh, taking us down to Defcon 3. All this stuff, right? He does that thing that people do
3: with cigars in movies where they, like, sniff the cigar, but a little too sensually. Oh, he ran that whole
2: nine-inch Jesus. thing across the bridge. Oh, yeah.
3: Defcon 5. <laughs>
2: Uh, and then the next day, Jennifer and David are both watching the news simultaneously, and they find out that the "quote unquote" game they were playing was real, and it's all over the news that a simulation had been hacked into, and took us to DefCon Three. He gets really scared because they, he knows that they can trace the call. Uh, but somebody at NORAD and says despite that despite
1: that being on the news, where it's like, "Hey, this was not definitely a fuck up." The the U.S. government is still like, "Oh nope, that wasn't a fuck up. We're definitely about to go to war." Right? Like the whole rest of the movie. That is interesting. That was the funniest thing to me about the movie is that that event got
2: on the news. Like, yeah. I feel like the government would be like. Definitely not telling anybody about what? that. What do you mean? <laughs> what?
1: Just, just normal Tuesday.
2: Yeah, that's where the movie had a little too we much faith in the government. We super
1: almost bombed Russia,
3: guys. Just <laughs> here. CNN. So let me sniff FYI. my cigar and tell you what's
2: happening. We almost put our sack on Russia today. We're just going to be honest with you, news. High five, me news. (laughs) (laughs) Who's up for putting sacks on Russia? Am I (laughs) I right? Am I right? The dude from CNN gets it. Bones. (laughs) (laughs) He knows. He knows I'm talking about. Uh, And then, so War Games calls back, which we know. uh, Eventually, that's what I wrote, but eventually it gets called Joshua. Joshua calls back, and Joshua wants to play. (laughs) <laughs> do you want to yeah. finish the game yeah, you and that's how the FBI finds him because they'd only tracked him to Seattle at that point but then the connection was made again uh, the FBI picks him up in a classic movie FBI way they got a van they got a couple guys with uh, earbud thingies I don't know if they didn't have earbuds yet but earpieces there we go is that an earpiece
3: yeah they pick him up at a 7-eleven
2: of course you know he's getting his big Slurpee. on he was his. about to get
3: one
1: that uh, had like a third of the cup full when he had just walked out of that place. And I was like, Mm, no, unrealistic rookie move. You fill that shit up. Yeah. You drink some, fill it back up.
2: Yeah. Exactly. Duh, Duh, man. Uh, Get your little free sip on. I wrote down dude's lame joke. I don't remember what it was or where there was a lame joke, but there was one here. Uh,
3: recall? Oh oh yes, I do. It's when he's given the tour. They're given the tour to Sophia oh, yeah. and he he press the button. And he gets this he's like, Now I want you to sit in the seat and she sits in the seat and he's like, Now press that button. And she's like, This button right here? And she's like, Yes, ma'am. She presses No 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 that button you just new Russia. <laughs> 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 gotcha, you dumbass. <laughs> and they put on like a, the screen that's like welcome Birmingham residents or something.
2: Yeah, it's like a school field trip or something like that. And do they do that? I read about it. They do, do. They do that? They do. <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) Interesting. They do uh, let tours go through places like that. Indeed. Interesting. Uh, And and (laughs) And they press red buttons as well. So then they're all discussing David Lightman, Matthew Broderick's character, and they're, it's a really funny exchange with the general and they're all trying to paint him as like a Soviet spy. They don't want to believe that it's a high school kid that accidentally hacked into their system, which would in fact have stopped the entire movie. And he goes, a Classic case for recruitment by the Soviets. Cause he's an underachieving, but smart kid, all this stuff, right? That's what? actually really forward thinking. Like as far as, I like- think it was current thinking because I mean, this is post McCarthyism and yeah. during the cold war, right? So sure. yeah, fair. Probably. How, how are we not, What are you freaking out about, Steve? I'm freaking out. I'm freaking out because right before
3: this scene, uh McKitterick, is that his name? McKittrick. He's McKittrick he's walking in to join him and he's stressed out and he's talking to his secretary and then he just like spits his gum out in her hand and then she does this like I wrote huh. that down and then she starts chomping
2: on the gum too and it's like
1: what is that this is a man's world <laughs> what, what was it what with that
2: <laughs> oh that's right I wrote secretary eats boss's gum right before the classic case for recruitment yeah I've seen that video that was such a glossed over thing and I was yeah. like what the fuck <laughs> nothing, nothing. they didn't come back like that they, they were close or friends or
3: this something like and
1: that's a thing 50 years before covid man holy shit it was sophomore misogyny I, <laughs>
3: I was <laughs> Four audib- stars. i was in my apartment by myself and i audibly like got up and
2: started <laughs> throwing my hands up gesticulating. At
3: the like, what is what was that
2: <laughs> he tries to tell him joshua called me uh and then that's where the uh plane thing comes back, which I thought was really clever. Who are you going to Paris with? Cause it looks really shady. Like he's working Genius, with someone else. He was yeah. about to leave. Genius. Yeah, there it's you very, go. Very good, very good pull. Very good writing. I agree with you, Andy. Uh, Joshua is still playing the game. That's what Matthew Broderick uh, figures out by kind of unwisely hacking into the director of NORED's <laughs> office computer. And the secretary's like, oh my God, you spot <laughs> shit. In clear view of everyone. Yeah, everyone's just looking up at him like, hey, quit. What are you doing up there? Wikipedia. Let me back in. I really want to come back in. Now I may be just a simple general,
3: but I just have a quick question. Why is the suspect of espionage in your goddamn office <laughs> <laughs> alone? alone, alone, unhandcuffed? I'm just gonna say this is not a good look. Mm-mm. I'm telling the president. I will, I will be having a. You know where
1: we should move him? The place with all the drugs and the recordings. Let's let's put him there. I'm just gonna say it. <laughs> yeah. Your new defense
2: system sucks. I'm not a fan. That was his big line at the end of this movie. Yeah. It sucks. It It sucks sucks. ass. It doesn't lick tits. (laughs) Not at all. It kicks dick. (laughs) (laughs) The whopper kicks dick. All right. And then uh, the drawers. uh, Andy, you're right. The more that you talk, the more I just want... To go down on this movie, because I think it is good, it's clever. There's you the- want to go down on this movie? <laughs> yeah, let's fucking go. Like, there's the scene where he's locked <laughs> in the room by himself. Lips that little hood up and o- just go to town. Only one of the drawers is unlocked and all of the other drawers are locked so he like thinks for a second he takes that drawer out and then reaches down it's so simple but it's stuff like that that a lot of movies nowadays those little touches they're just they're one step removed from making you believe it and you're like what the why would she do that why would she climb up there whatever right and I just thought that was so clever it's like it's really smart but it's also believable that they that that would happen and it's Mm -hmm. believable that he would pick up on that pretty quickly right as a Mm -hmm. clever as a clever kid absolutely Um, so I was really pleased with that and he pulls out the little uh, he Stat looking things, uh, clothes cutter thingy, whatever medical stuff, scissors, scissors, <laughs> medical scissors, man, that's what they are. Hey man, come on man, you want to cut some shit? You get some scissors. <laughs> Everybody knows that, eh? and then and now and a recorder, and then. Even that plan, it's far fetched as it is. I really, really enjoyed that where he he got he tricked the creepy ass uh, sexual harassment security guard. Oh yeah, that was really creepy. What's Who going was, on with this scene? seemingly
1: a, uh, an okay person right up in, and it, like he like smooths his hair back before he goes talk to the girl. It's like okay, that's a fun like little plot thing that they're doing. Yeah. Now. It's like yeah. I'm gonna go hit on the girl. I'm and distracted. It's, it and starts then it off turns Into enough. sexual harassment. And yeah. it's like yikes! Because it starts way on, more accurate and I don't like it. It, yeah, it she's starts like, off where he's like, I hear
3: you're good at tennis. And she, like, she kind of oh, giggles. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, And then by the end of it, he's like, you want me to leave? And she's like, yeah,
2: please. He's like, what, do you really? What do you, Miss Fine in 1979? That was one of his lines. Ugh. Did you win Miss Fine in 1979? Get it? Because Ein and Ein rhyme, Steve. Mm. <laughs> yeah. She's like audibly telling him to please leave her alone. And he's like, nah, but seriously though, you're sexy and it's super weird. And it's just in the background. Let me get in your personal bubble. And then he uses that to trick the guy to open the door again and has like the tape recorder mimic the tones and he's able to whatever. Sure. I don't know how that shit works. I, I believed it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, like phones back in the day, the, uh, pressing the buttons were a specific
2: tone and, uh, that the tones time. was what was actually making stuff happen? Exactly. Yes. That's why I just thought it was something to keep you interested while you were dialing numbers. <laughs> you know what I mean? To keep you interested? Because you get fucking bored. <laughs> just, There's seven of them things. Oh, uh,
3: honey, I was going to call your mother, but
2: there was a real boring <laughs> ass tone. So I gave up. <laughs> it was the same tone every time. I never make it past the fifth number. <laughs> It weren't no bop. <laughs> it was there to entertain, <laughs> not entertain. But I just thought, <laughs> I thought it was an aesthetic choice. You know?
1: Oh yeah, that's what nine sounds like. There's like,
3: there's like a dude that's like, <laughs> like on Tally's,
2: like that's the tune to funkertown. This is my artistic vision. Remember what?
3: <laughs> when people dial, they're gonna hear.
2: Well, did that noise have a purpose? Yeah. What the fuck was that noise's purpose? Same thing. The same thing? It's a tonal like, signaler thingy? Absolutely. That's what fax machines are doing? Yeah, dude, it's all DSL internet.
1: You're, what? Send, you're sending ones and zeros through the telephone.
2: Ones lines. and zeros? Zeros and ones. This is blowing my mind that those aren't all random <laughs> you noises. You thought there
3: was like a proto Skrillex coming up with that <laughs> shit just to play when you're trying to access.
2: I just don't know how stuff works, he man. Had
1: binary thought about it. <laughs> uh, i see what you did there i
2: just it's blowing my mind that somebody figured this stuff out dude humankind is amazing aren't we all lucky like right now through the podcast the podcast yeah there's like waves happening mm-hmm. electric things there's one signals, signals zeros there's probably tones. Literally
1: capturing estimates of our uh, vocal waves and recreating them in
2: digital format it's incredible <sighs> And then even war games, that that's possible. War
0: games! <laughs> that's
2: incredible. <laughs> that's incredible. Anyway, he ends up sneaking out with the tour, which again was really cool. It was like Chekhov's tour. I and really dug like, the writing. He didn't just get out from under the little vent. He was like, "Oop, nope, can't go. Nope, yep, nope, can't go yet. Yeah, and you could see people walking down, like and it felt realistic. And then there was kind of a jump scare when the guy caught him, but he yeah. just thought he was a, a lingering tour person. He didn't catch him, catch Which him. That dude was a dick. I'm just gonna say, yeah, that. he was way too.
3: Hey, motherfucker! You're t- <laughs> I see you're 15 feet behind the other uh, yeah. tour people. What the fuck? You kids think you can do anything? Fucking lingerers, man. I'm going to stick my foot so far up your ass.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's a, it's a high security military installation, so I guess. I know that lady just pressed the red button, but you, you got to go. Yeah, we only got one button we programmed to be funny. Yeah, I love that people in this room have two modes. It's either
3: ha 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 joke button and get the fuck out.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, so he does sneak out with the tour. He has no dime for the payphone, and so he hacks it. And now he's in Colorado. Is that what he said eventually? Yes. And he yeah, to fly to Oregon.
1: They were gonna yeah. take him to Denver. So also oh, he ended up wait, what? They said that they were going to take him to Denver.
2: Yeah. Oh, so they were in Colorado somewhere else, and Denver was the next place they were gonna take him. Yes. Okay. Interesting. So they drove him all the way from Seattle to Colorado to talk to the oh, is that where NORAD is? And everybody that's gonna email me knows that. I, probably I th- in this movie no at least, idea. yeah. Probably. I'm just, I'm sorry in advance. I didn't know. I don't know where all our government installations are. I didn't memorize that. Uh, so he hacks the phone, which again I thought was super cool. Um, and then, uh, and then I wrote, "Why is Jennifer always exercising?" Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I, I had the same thought as Steve. She got big socks. That was the thing in the eighties. What were those socks for? Yes, yeah, were did. they like sweatbands for the yeah, feet? Yeah,
1: make you sweat. Uh, well, also, impression
2: uh, you used to frequently wear uh,
1: little weights on your legs. Like, so if you're jogging and stuff, that it would burn more calories. Yeah. That was a big thing in the 80s. Sure. And big socks. Yeah. Big socks to hold the big weights, my dude. So the main NORAD
3: center is in Alaska, but there is a Cheyenne Mountain Complex in Colorado.
2: Thanks for that research, Steve. Quick on the button there, friend. You're welcome. You're a gentleman and a scholar. I'm probably on a watch list now Mm -hmm. because I just searched, where is NORAD? (laughs) away so (laughs) where do the supreme court justices live (laughs) oh shit they cut back to norad and one of my favorite steve lines in the show happens because they're convinced the soviets are attacking again for some reason definitely not a simulation this time and the guy leans over to the other little computer clerk and uh he says i just hope they don't make or he's like you ready for vodka son and because meaning the soviets are coming and he's like absolutely sir i just hope they don't make me eat none of them damn fish eggs what's what? also <laughs> i actually kind of
1: really good like just writing to establish like you have to assume it's not a simulation and like that's what they did at the very beginning of the movie sure so even though like yeah because that wasn't all the shit's going
2: on they're like no like they are attacking and we have every to time this happens they they have to respond that way that's what yeah. they're trained to do because it could be in millions of lives or it's american lives no less Yep, american that's that's more important god damn it So then he flies to Oregon with her money, uh, Jessica's money. That's why he called her. And then she's there. So she flew as well. No, he went to the airport and then she just drove there. Yeah. So she met
1: him at the airport where he was going to pick
3: up his tickets to fly.
1: And she drove instead. Yeah, it was like a three hour,
2: three hour drive. So like a fucking 20 minute flight. Yeah. He's like, damn, you're really, really costing lives here. Potentially. (laughs) Ever wanting to join me on this. I I love this is just another
3: aspect of them doing Allie Sheedy Dirty where she shows up and she's like, are you in trouble, David? What's wrong? Did they find
2: out about what you did to my grade? Is this because you changed my grade? <laughs> yeah, I actually really like that joke and it doesn't paint her in the smartest light, but I thought it was a really funny joke. Uh, and then they have this like semi-serious talk on the ferry and then out of nowhere, they kiss. For no reason. There was no like.
1: No, she kisses him on the cheek here. Like there was the awkward, like he puts his hand like on the back of her neck underneath her hair like they're about to kiss. And then she she goes in for the, the cheek smooch. Um, but the real kiss happens after the, uh,
2: the tic-tac later. Tic-tac. Tic-tac-toe. Tic-tac-toe. You know, instead of saying tic-tac-toe, you just say tic-tac. No, so- they kiss on the lips on the fairy. No, it's on the cheek on mm-hmm. the fairy. Andy's right. Really? Yeah. Yes. I'm just confused because I wrote they kiss and I was really mad. There was like, and I never wrote another kiss note. So I'm just like, I must've not been paying very close attention at this point.
1: <laughs> you just got uncomfortable with the forced sexuality between these two Yeah. Because characters. they hadn't I mean, built they, enough they,
2: yeah. at that point
3: at all. I mean, it's moot because it's basically a kiss. Cause he, like Andy said, he puts his hand on her face and she gets the cheek and like, it's like, okay, well at that point. Sure. Yeah. I just think it wasn't earned.
2: Yeah. I'm with you, Andy. The ferry scene was weird, too, because they, they board the ferry. During... And this is one of the times where Matthew Broderick gets like, oh, I just don't know, man. Like, this is crazy and You all. don't even believe me. And it's, yeah. And it's like, it's not working for me. And I know he's a really good actor. So I'm just like, she's ah. like, I've
1: literally been here the whole time. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but anyway, go
3: on. The the ferry shots are weird because they board the ferry during the day. They do the cheek kiss. Now it's sunset. And then they get across the lake and it's daytime again.
2: <laughs> well, they wanted the kiss to be on a sunset. Yeah.
3: Well, I know why they did. It's just funny that they're like, ah, we don't need to film them arriving on sunset. It's like no this, one gives a no the, one cares.
2: The beach scene where they play football and Top Gun Maverick. And it's all it's either sunrise or sunset. And that makes no sense because yeah. when does this class start and when does it end? Right. <laughs> but I get it. They just wanted that's a beautiful time to be on the beach playing football for a movie. Maybe. Yeah. You got to get that golden hour. Oh, our baby. Uh and then so they finally find Stephen Falcon, which I guess I didn't allude to earlier uh, in the they film. They don't
3: find Stephen Falk, Falker or Falcon. whatever it, Falcon. They find a goddamn pterodactyl Chris.
1: <laughs> no, dude that's Which so again, cool. as
3: someone who's never seen this movie before, when the when the pterodactyl flies by, I first I'm like is that a Wait, hold on. What is what? Is
2: that sequel? What,
3: what is this no. movie going on? And then it's like, okay, I think that's a fake it, one. And then Steve yeah, left. I
2: know, you thought maybe it was a real dinosaur Wait, issue. For,
3: the first time it swooped, it swooped <laughs> into frame, I was like, is that a goddamn pterodactyl? And then they show it swooping across again. I'm like, what the fuck no, is happening? You need happening? to say
2: that like the general would say it. Is that a goddamn pterodactyl? Is that a goddamn pterodactyl? Pterodactyl? A put a pterodon? <laughs> that's what he would. Tell? Terror of the skies. Did is you know, what it know means. that a pterodactyl actually didn't exist? yeah god that's disappointing i know right one of the best dinosaurs did you know that dinosaurs likely had feathers oh for sure fuck that's disappointing yeah i knew that i did not know about the pterodactyl <laughs> yeah pterodactyl they i don't i forget what happened i but. think uh brontosaurus are also not real yeah also number two cool if they take away the triceratops i'm fucking losing it that's bro. my
1: favorite dinosaur exactly lose my goddamn mind <laughs> i'm gonna pull a pluto on them and be like you know what? No, that's a planet triceratops are they're safe they're safe okay we got the skulls baby skulls baby we got the skulls there weren't no pterodactyl skulls this whole time they had put a couple bird things together and thought eh. (laughs) see a lot of times what happens is they get
3: like part of a head part of a vertebrae part of a tail and they're like new dinosaur and then years later, they find more pieces. That's why the Spinosaurus in Jurassic they're Park like, nope, Three looks was a the way it does is because they only had like thirteen percent of that skeleton now discovered. They, you're assuming I've seen Jurassic Park Three, and now modern day, they're like, "Oh no, the Spinosaurus looked more like a crocodile with a
1: giant fin, and it didn't mm-hmm. look because they found more of the bones and mm-hmm. they can confirm." Yeah, sorry, no, so that's they, the problem with science. Yeah. It's iterative, and they just need to say what's up. Don't and, jump and, the and bones. Then it's cool. That Earth is in universe, and I'm sticking to it. Andy, we're always learning. Mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> <laughs> then it goes to DEFCON 2. For some reason this episode, we're going really close into Ted Lasso
2: constantly. <laughs> because the damn general and all these uh, NORAD <laughs> guys, they go to DEFCON 2, and uh, Falcon is a nihilist. He's like, you know what? I already knew. And this is where I was kind of zoning out, looking at IMDb trivia and stuff. But <laughs> he, he seems to <laughs> give the, excuse me, like he already knew every, all of this was going on, and he was like, yeah, he cool. he makes a, some sort of a side like, I thought it was funny that you targeted Seattle. Exactly. That, that's what
3: threw
1: me off. I was like, did I miss something here? No, yeah, this was inevitable. L- Las Vegas. Well, you see, he points out both. Well, what Las Vegas, he says, like biblical ending mm-hmm. for them, right? Yeah. Because they're like a city of sin. It's mm-hmm. kind of like a Sodom and Gomorrah reference.
2: So but- don't worry, I've thought this through the first... Uh, one of the first uh, hit points is three miles from us, so we're going to get incinerated immediately. It's everyone who survives this uh, that's going to have. Well, rough, that
1: is like wandering blind. The uh, likely targets in the event of a nuclear attack, like for example, us uh, being real close to GM, uh, we would likely be targeted. Uh, sorry about that. And uh, it, it, yeah, no, that that's actually a real thing and uh, pretty uh, clever writing. To uh, no, no, where, I'm where, saying
2: where they would establish him. From his character point of view, like, he's literally just, like, ha- I'm hammering home that he was just so okay with this. And he's oh, like, yeah. Yeah, we're cool. Don't worry. We'll die real quick. And it, it's fascinating. And, and I know he, that. W- he went on the opposite spectra- end of the spectrum of
1: nobody wins. And he's like, nobody wins. Therefore, everybody loses. Right. And, and that's it's beautiful, I, I think, like, as far as, like establishing like coming to terms with the futility of nuclear warfare because and, like, he lost his wife difference. and child yes exactly like if i uh, if everything can disappear in the blink of an eye for no reason whatsoever why not everybody you know
2: yeah and i liked his obsession with dinosaurs like hammering that home even further because they were, they're extinct, right? And he's like, don't, life finds a way. And Jeff Goldblum yeah. pops out, out of nowhere. And they had no say in that.
1: It just happened to them. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, that's why he's obsessed with dinosaurs. It's just like they were the apex predators of our world. And all of a sudden they weren't.
2: By no fault of their own. No big deal. Mm-hmm. Anyone who fires nuclear weapons is basically the end of the human race, right? Because mm-hmm. of all the responses, which just end everything. Yeah. And they knew that from day one. And they know that in this movie. And that's what the whole movie's about. And I didn't see that coming. I think it's really interesting. Uh, but I didn't know how do you... Uh, Falcons turns a little weird because he's like, all right, I'm going to bed. And then they leave and he that's comes right back down. And he's like, you know what? Now that they're gone, I just feel like i should save the world <laughs> <laughs> they did say something about his son early on but that's not didn't seem to have any effect i didn't think they'd really leave yeah damn they're gonna sleep on the floor uh-huh. guys I, I made popcorn <laughs> what the hell <laughs> i thought we were gonna play backgammon i assume he likes games that's why he programmed josh would like games yeah uh any who's the uh the, guest <laughs> sellers of Catan. <laughs> he also said uh, i assume it'll be bees that take over after humans are gone and that was kind of a sad thing because <laughs> oh, bees are almost gone no, now. Sweet so, yeah. summer child, it's like oh man. And there's a really cool line that he says: "Nature knows when to give up." And I thought that was cool. I just wrote that down. And then, the, of course, the tic tac toe analogy: you can't actually win if you're not unless you're playing with somebody really stupid, which is he didn't say that. But That's my own experience with tic tac toe. You can right. win. It's just. Yeah. You have to play with your four-year-old or something. Gotcha. Got him.
1: idiot. You had X. You didn't go in the center. You fucking idiot.
2: I like how the computer puts X in the center every single time. Because it's like, what else would you do? By the way, fun tidbit. I read this too. Apparently, even the dumbest computer you can imagine. And even like way worse than what they had in 1982 there's so few uh, permutations and possibilities with tic-tac-toe that it would have it would have figured out that it was futile in seconds so they had to like make it a little more dramatic because mm-hmm. it would have run through all possible situations in a, a couple of seconds like yeah, it's only, it's oh, this nine, is dumb nine spaces, yeah. <laughs> oh this is dumb <laughs> <laughs> Never mind, we're good. So they had to trump it up a little bit, uh, and then we find out that David can't swim because they were looking for a boat, and she's like, us oh, swim the three miles that we need," you know. And I like how she this says, "This is my moment," and he's like, "No, you grew yeah, up in right. Seattle and you can't swim." I was like, I mean, I know Seattle's a coastal city, but isn't it kind of cold up there most of the time? Is that a thing for Seattle (laughs) residents? I like that it was in Seattle, though, because it's the technological um, capital of the country, right? Yeah, Yeah, Starbucks. kind of makes sense that he would be like an early adopter (laughs) of computer stuff. It came from space. It (laughs) did. Uh, and then Get that space needle. <laughs> that's when Falcon shows up with the chopper, and they really milk the chopper uh, tension. Oh my god! And like, I feel like the DP
1: had been so fucking pissed about all the footage that they got of that because it's just like blown out lights the entire time. Yeah, you know just yeah, just like search lights, flashlights on Matthew Broderick and Ali Sheedy, and then like pan up to the helicopter. But like, they just didn't like adjust. They
2: they wouldn't need to film rate. it at all. They just the make adr the noise you know fully the noise in and show the lights because ultimately it's a it's a night shot of a helicopter so yeah it wasn't
1: cameraman's like this looks fucking awesome
2: (laughs) editors like this is all we have this is trash buddy i did the best i could Uh, and things escalate very quickly they're like all of a sudden racing to the the norad base in a jeep and all kinds of shit the jeep wrecks trying to get through the gate Another fun trivia bit. That was an accident. The Jeep was not supposed to wreck.
1: Oh, it, it looked like it, it looked dude. great. Yeah, that yeah.
2: was that was an a- absolute accident. It was supposed to drive right through the gate. And uh, they just used that take like shit. Everybody OK. All right. That was All cool. All right. We need coverage <laughs> of you recovering from that accident. Let's yeah. go. Uh, and then don't touch it. Don't touch the vehicle. We my, have to use this. Still. My notes get sporadic because not a lot like happens plot wise, uh, technically. Uh, but it just says Joshua won't stop. And then I have your new defense system sucks as my note. Joshua
1: won't stop trying to play games. Uh, Right, like let's play chess. No, let's play poker. No, Uh,
2: and he's like, "Well, that's not what I meant." I think Joshua won't stop was in reference to uh, even. What's his name? Falker couldn't stop him from firing the missiles.
1: Oh yeah. Like it, they it,
2: successfully it, figure out that they believe them that it's a game and the Soviets aren't really attacking. Yeah. But then it gets another layer of conflict because Joshua won't stop. And now he's yeah. going to play his side of the game where he actually Sorry, does I have missiles. Matthew Broderick with Joshua. That's like the one name that sticks
1: sticks in your brain throughout the whole movie. It's like everybody's named Joshua at this point. Yeah. We're all Joshua's a bunch of Joshua's. Like, you These goddamn fuck your fucking
2: computer. I love the line. And again, another Steve moment where, uh, it's a little unbelievable, but I, I dug it that this kid that they were chasing as a Soviet spy is still definitely just a kid, though. And they're like, uh, oh, let's, "Let's let the kid figure it out on the computer." You know what I mean? that's Ali Sheedy's the one that's like, "Let
1: him do it." Yeah. They're like, "Okay, Ali Sheedy." Okay, also kid, <laughs> hey, that's that, cool. Hey, that girl works out
3: a bunch. We should listen to her. And then <laughs> and she it got big
2: glutes. socks. And then <laughs> they look at uh, they look at the general like, "Hey, should we let the kid?" get on the computer and he says, I'd piss, a, I'd piss on a spark plug if I thought it would help. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, that's, he's got a point there. Well, sir, it I would shouldn't not be here. All <laughs> right. <laughs> so then, uh, he, it all ends up in a game of tic-tac-toe. I thought chess was going to work because they originally wanted to play chess at the beginning of the movie. Yeah. He types chess and it's like, Bang. I was like, oh shit, what the hell? And ultimately he, uh, what, what plot line is this like where you get a computer to like short itself out in a loop? This has happened in, in a movie sense, where they like they make a computer solve an impossible problem until it shorts itself. Yeah, it happened. It, yeah, it's happened in, in several movies, but none, none of them are coming to me right now. Yeah, all I'm thinking of right now is Dormammu. I've come to bargain. Dormammu, not... <laughs> I've come to bargain. And that's what if he's, Dormammu, I've come. Dormammu, and, let's play tic tac toe. Ooh, that would really fuck Dormammu up. I I want to be X this time. And then uh, the only winning move is not to play, which is of course. Overtly about nuclear war. How about a game of chess? Wonderful ending.
1: That's so good. What a weird game. The only winning move is not to play. How about a game of chess? That's so good.
2: That was the computer's words, damn Cheating it. bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and then <laughs> the- Russell pours <laughs> bourbon onto it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was also a The Thing reference. You can find that at patreon.com slash streaming things. I, uh, I did like... And then he kisses her randomly... I, mean, I like a good end of movie kiss but the fairy stuff was just completely out of place god damn it
3: I do have a couple notes for in the scene there I really like the line this is before uh uh Joshua kind of takes over everything else when they're trying to like oh is this actual simulation or not where uh F- Falcon tells the general you know It's a machine. You don't act like you act like a person. Don't act like a machine. Like that was a cool speech. Yeah, Um, and I I love the the mirth overall when they when they realize that it was just simulation and like it cuts to the like when it first happens. Matthew up, is the first one go.
2: Oh right, (laughs)
3: yeah, and then other people start cheering, and then it cuts to the general who's like,
2: "All right," like does the same line delivery. (laughs) This is what I'm doing as well. Everybody's like,
3: "Yeah, I'm hip too," Uh, and then. During the final scene when, uh, Joshua was running through the tic-tac-toe and all the, the lights are going bananas and they're, they're cutting up the shots of people That's with lights. so cool. Up. And then they would show the scene, There are the, the screens of like the different simulations that are happening constantly. There's one shot that made me laugh because it's so dramatic. Like everyone's like, Oh, what's happening? Oh, the screen. Oh, what's happening? Oh, the screen. And it cuts to a screen and just what appears to be just a dude just cat just you know nonchalantly walks across the screen like he's not panicked it's just a dude like well i'm gonna go hit the donuts uh because cheryl brought them uh and i'm gonna get those before everyone else gets it and it was just such a funny like oh, so much tension and then there goes doug i did have a doctor's <laughs> appointment i let my boss know <laughs> uh you guys have fun I, I gotta go get my
2: wisdom teeth pulled can we unlock the vault door things <laughs> oh damn we're on lockdown <laughs> It's I, def, what does what's the def con
3: i gotta go i gotta call dr
1: shannon i don't
2: know. god damn it steve yeah, that's all that, you come that, up with
1: that that harkens back the uh don't be a machine be be a human or whatever uh that harkens back to the beginning of the film that we were talked about earlier like the foreshadowing that I said where uh the people are like hey this is our job we're supposed to press the button and they're like no uh, that's beautiful. Uh, it's obviously like wonderful anti-war, like call it propaganda if you want, but uh, obviously a very well-established uh, theme that they set from the moment the movie started and paid off beautifully. <laughs> Honestly, I think that the writing in this film is phenomenal, like
2: really, really, really good. Yeah, it's really tight script stuff. like David, Except for what they did with Ali Shidi. David kept stuff, except for, yeah, the underdeveloped Ali Shidi character, for sure. Yeah. Um, I also thought it was interesting. I don't know too much about where cinema was at at this time. I know that was not the first like cyber movie, right. Or cyber paranoia movie, but this is a couple of years before Terminator. And the huge theme of that is that we made a huge mistake trusting the machines with so much. And now it's the end of the world. Right. Um, so I just thought that was interesting. You know, there was obviously that this was in the beginning ishness of computers are new. We're scared about what could happen. Um, yeah, and so I don't know how I think this this movie influenced a lot of stuff is what I'm trying to say. We already talked about the real world practical implications that this movie had, uh but I think as Andy alluded to early on, I think that a lot of cinema was influenced by this movie as well. And again, I just hadn't even heard of it and it was not on my radar at all. Well, now you will never forget the movie that was War
0: Games.
2: I don't- never ever will thank you so much to all of our listeners that berated us about this film and uh caused us to to watch it in addition even though it did not win the poll we were like you know what we haven't seen it let's watch it we yeah. love movies
3: honestly i was expecting
2: this too win the poll so mm-hmm. that was i part think part of we it all were. Mm-hmm. so stay tuned we're gonna co- create a new patreon poll here soon but again this is on the main feed if you'd like stuff like this we do a lot more of this over on the patreon and uh there'll be a lot more of that in the future so consider checking that out Is there anything else we want to say about war games? Well, uh, not about war games. Do you have anything about war games? Just want to say I
3: love you guys. I love you, man. But hey, this is uh, the last quote unquote stranger things pod episode to release before stranger things. Volume two comes out on Friday. (laughs) (laughs) There will be a crossing stream that releases Wednesday. This was going to be going up on Monday. Mm -hmm. But I mean, just real quick, uh, this is our last kind of real kind of. Time to kind of come together and talk about Stranger Things beforehand. Do we have anything to say about that before Volume 2 drops this week? You didn't prep me, man. I just want to say that I can't wait. Yeah, oh, we're so super
2: excited. stoked for it. We got tons of good emails that I wanna, I, I'm want to. i going to be uh, responding to all weekend. But no, I have no other predictions or thoughts that are just going to make me sound dumb anyway. Uh, I'm just <laughs> so hyped for Volume 2. Um, I'm And more be- War Games references, please. Potentially, yeah. And I'll get them this time. I'm prepared. For sure, we'll all get them. I do want to go through my 1986 uh, and other... This was 83, so a little late on that one, Duffers, but try to catch some more movies that might be coming up. Mm -hmm. I am surprised uh, that they haven't brought sneakers into this, uh, the Robert Redford movie. Yeah. And uh, a couple of other big ones. I do expect them to use at some point soon, so we'll we'll find out. Time will tell. Time will indeed tell. You know, war were the games we made along the way. That's true. Yeah, (laughs) that's Mm -hmm. true. But before we go, we have to finish and find out what kind of Mad Lib we created with Mad Max. That is true. The Mad Max Mad Lib. Are you guys ready to hear the story you helped me craft
3: on the Mad Libs? So ready. All right, this is the Mad Libs titled Mad Max. Up until a few butterflies ago, Mike, Severus Snape, Mm. Dustin, and Tilda Swinton thought they ruled the arcade. What a crew. (laughs) Can you imagine rolling up with Tilda Swinton and Severus? Mike,
2: <laughs> we along. Mike, Mike, we along. You know, they
3: thought they ruled the arcade, guys. That was until spicy Max That's came to really town. Oh, I don't like it. Now she holds the highest score, two points to be exact. <laughs> <laughs> In some of Dustin's top It's golf. Games. So this Max must be a salty nerd then, right? wrong she's the new dog at hawkins middle phone booth max moved all the way from tarnished california to hawkins with her cucumber of a stepbrother (laughs)
0: billy oh my god (laughs) Um, delete
3: (laughs) and is definitely a hamster out of water in this small town Billy may easily attract the popular crowd with his cumbersome looks, Mm. tight jackets, and cool flying saucer. Yeah, that kind of (laughs) worked. But Max prefers to lie low, sticking to her wheels of choice, a skate noose. Oh. Jesus Christ. Oh, shit. Oh, my God, guys. (laughs) Oh, my God, guys. (laughs) You can catch her stripping around town, red hair blowing in the wind, and riding solo. If you're reading this, Lucas and Dustin, solo is the flowery word. Stalkers. Oh boy, oh that uh, that was certainly Ooh. one of our uh, uh, mad libs we've done.
2: I don't, I don't like it. <laughs> I was not a fan of that one. Real sorry, guys. That's all the time we have for right now. We look forward to talking to you very, very soon. My name is Chris. I'm Andy. And I'm Steve. And this was Streaming Things. Happy streaming.
3: Chris? Yes. Well, you know what time it is. Is it patron time? It is patron time, and he's yelling from the bathroom, much like Matthew Broderick does in War Games. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, we're here to thank the patrons. They were so kind enough of to give us monies. Thank you. We need to thank Phil, Carmelita, Carrie, Enza.
2: Thank you. Cake. Thank you, Cake. Katie,
3: Jimmy, Sarah, E. Lopez. Thank you, Kyle, Tomas. Shay, thank you, Stephen the Fifth, A Wells, Danielle, Kimberly, Andrew, Rockin' Robin. I just added the rockin'. Thank you, rockin' robin. But I like the term rockin' robin. Thank you, Michelle. Thank you, Ashley, Jade, Mindy, David. I hope you're not David from War Games. Mm -hmm. Jocelyn, Amelia, Katharina, John. Jared, Orion, Jacob, Reese, Marcuse, 1850. We settled on that's how we're going to pronounce it now. Marcuse, 1850. Thank you. Mike, Lady priss Cody, Gavin, Casey, Crypto, Holly, Crypto, AJ, Hannah, Joel, Tyler, Jessica, the Reed family, Katarina, hey, Woo, whoop, Reed family, what up? Uh, Carlo, Adam, Jeanette, Andy, not the one on the show, though. Sandra. Different one. Emily. Aaron B. Aaron A. Amanda. And Glenn. Thank you
2: guys so much. That's a lot of names. Thank you so much, everyone. We love you. Bye. Love you. Bye. Bye.